This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. When I was uh, I was younger, um, a lot younger, I loved playing football with my mates and at school. Um, any of you who know me, they know that actually I wasn't actually very good. Okay, you don't believe it, but I, I wasn't any good. Um, I wasn't that bad. I was certainly no messy or anywhere right down to probably Matt. I mean, if you want to go, let's set the bar really low. <laughs> Uh, when it came to that awful moment to choose teams, I was rarely put forward as one of the captains. Occasionally they felt sorry for me, but not very often. The captains, as you don't know, would pick the teams out of the people that were there to play football. I was normally one of the last to be picked. A bit of an R would have been nice there, you know. I was one of the last. I was the last. Pretty much always. Um, and the, those team captains would actually fight each other. Not for me, so the other person could have me. It was hard not to be chosen. It's hard for us not to be chosen. To feel that we're in last place. If you've ever felt like that, I just want to share very quickly something. What is probably the most amazing truth. It's simply this. God has chosen you. He's chosen you. Chosen you to be part of his family. Chosen you to be his beloved sons and daughters. He's chosen you to experience life in all of its fullness and riches. A taste of which we have now. But the promise of complete life and fullness in all eternity. He's chosen you to join him in bringing his kingdom here to Gainsborough. Well, you might well be sitting there thinking, well, if he's chosen me, has he chosen the person sat next to me? The answer is yes, by the way. I didn't have to say that. The amazing news is that this isn't like that playground. God has chosen every single person in this room. He's chosen us all by name. He's called us. Individually, by name. There is a personal and unique invitation from God to you personally. Addressed, written and signed in the blood of Jesus. For you. For your life. He has chosen you. Last week, uh, Dave uh, shared with us about Saul and his conversion. He was somebody that made his mission to destroy the church. He was transformed into a man that became the most prolific evangelist and gospel communicator there has ever been. Saul was changed when he met with Jesus. And he was chosen for great things. So, this morning, I want to look at another Bible character who was changed. When he met Jesus... He was changed when he met Jesus. And he was chosen to make a significant impact on the church. So let's read about this guy and uh, 
it's a reading that I've got is from Luke chapter 5, verses 27 to 32, and hopefully it's on the screen behind me. Excuse me. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are ill. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Someone once said, You could never take money with you. But some can remember when the government would let you keep some of it while you were still here. Someone else said, As bad as taxes are, only two classes of people ever complain. Men and women. Taxes are nothing new. The Romans had just about every tax there was possible, and they were quite heavy. They taxed one-tenth of the crops of grain, one-fifth of the produce of wine, oil, and fruit, plus they had an income tax. On top of this, they had a poll tax for men between ages of 14 and 65, women 12 to 65, a little bit unfair that uh, you got taxed earlier as a woman, but then that's uh, the way things were. Uh, then, of course, there were also the import-export taxes, the road taxes, the harbour tax, tax for use of the marketplace. Uh, there are probably a few others that I haven't written down. And as a consequence, tax collectors were hated men. They collaborated with the hated Romans and were despised even more. They were viewed as traitors. They worked for the enemy out of greed. They would overcharge overtax people to line their own pockets, ripping others off to make themselves wealthy. And we have a a mention of another tax collector in the Bible, a famous one, Zacchaeus, who definitely was ripping people off, but then when he changed, he gave it all back, plus interest. Jesus uh, spoke some words about those who reject church discipline. And uh, the words he gives us suggest that ta- the way that tax collectors were regarded. It says in Matthew 18, verse 17, if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Tax collectors, wealthy as they might be, were shunned. To eat with a tax collector was thought to make you unclean. Even a house entered by a tax collector was considered unclean. Tax collectors weren't allowed in synagogues, and their money was not accepted in the temple. Their word was of no value in court, and they were listed along with prostitutes and murderers. As I said, tax collectors were both hated and utterly despised. They were treated as scum. 
So why would any self-respecting Jewish person ever want to become a tax collector? Why, why, would, why would you choose to become a tax collector? You'd know that if you were going to do that job, you would be despised, hated by your own people. You would become an outcast, isolated, alone. So why would Levi have become one? Maybe he didn't care. Or at least pretended he didn't care. I think most of the time, we, uh, if we say we don't care, deep down, in fact, it cares. we care a lot. It's a big deal. So maybe he just pretended he didn't care. Maybe he was badly wounded by things or lies that people said over him or about him. Maybe he was told, you were a mistake or you'll never... or no one will ever want you or love you or choose you. I think this can be true of us too. Maybe you've been told you were a mistake. I can tell you this morning that God never makes mistakes. Maybe you've been told you'll never amount to anything. Listen, nobody is a nobody with God. Maybe you've been told no one will ever want you. Nobody will ever love you. Nobody will ever choose you. You need to hear that God loves you. God chose you. So here we have Levi, despised, rejected, hated by his fellow Jews. And Jesus walks up to him and says, follow me. Wow. In that moment, I wonder what went through his mind. Does he know who he's talking to? No one ever wants, no one ever wants to talk to me. They might have to. Let alone want me in their presence. And he's asking me to follow him. I'd guess that Levi had heard the stories about Jesus, what he'd been doing. Just a few verses back in Luke, we read that Jesus of Jesus healing a man with leprosy, followed by Jesus forgiving and healing a paralyzed man. Jesus would have been the talk of the town. Maybe Jesus had even been to Levi before to pay his taxes. But today was different. Today, Jesus simply asked him to follow. Jesus saw something in him that others didn't. Jesus not only saw his potential, but saw his spirit, saw who he really was, saw who he would become if he followed. God sees in you something that others don't. God sees who you really are, who you will become if you follow him. Levi immediately left everything. Luke says he got up, left everything and followed him. 
He left his money, his job, his reputation, his misery, his rejection, his loneliness, his life as he knew it. Jesus says to you this morning, follow me. You might have been following him for years. You may have never even considered it. Or maybe you're somewhere in between. Jesus is still saying to us all, follow me. What will your response be? Will you get up, leave your old way of life and behind and follow him? If we follow Jesus, he promises to give us life in all its fullness. This doesn't mean all our problems, concerns and worries disappear. But, beautiful, undeniable truth, somebody once told me that meant. But, we will be given the strength to get through them, through those problems, through those concerns, through those worries. And we will be given hope. Hope that lasts for all eternity. Hope that nothing can separate us from. Did you see what Levi's first action was after following Jesus? He threw a party. Every time somebody decides to follow Jesus, there is a party in heaven. Luke 15 verse 7 says, I tell you that in the same way there will be much more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. But he did not just throw a party, any old party. He, he wanted to invite all his friends, former colleagues, tax collectors and sinners, as it says. He wanted to share his good news with others. He wanted to share the good news. He now realized he had been chosen and he wanted to share this with all who knew him. It's much like us. We're instructed, commanded even, to share the good news. Dave mentioned this last week. We are to go into all the world. That certainly includes your friends, colleagues and neighbours. We are commanded, but we should want to. Why wouldn't we want to share the news that God has chosen us? loves us, wants to have a meaningful relationship with us, gave us eternal life. Why wouldn't we want to share it? I wonder when was the last time you threw a party to tell people what you have found in Jesus? The Jewish leaders weren't, weren't happy, as we can see. At this stage, I guess they'd only had small glimpses of that Jesus wasn't like them. And he wasn't going to conform to their ways. Just to flick through the first five chapters of Luke shows us that they had seen or heard that he'd healed many. That he had the power to cast out demons. He taught with authority. He could heal leprosy. That he claimed he could forgive sin. He could, but they were thought he claimed it. And... He healed, he just healed a paralyzed man. 
So here we see them questioning the company he was keeping. They said, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? I actually, for once, like the New Living Translation and the way it puts it. It says, why do you eat with such scum? Harsh. But that's how they viewed them. Scum. I love Jesus' answer to them. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Of course, the Pharisees and teachers of the law probably thought that they, that, that meant they were the righteous you've referred to. How wrong they were. The Bible clearly teaches that no one not one, except Jesus, is righteous. We have all fallen short of the standard. We have all sinned. We all need a doctor. We all need saving. We all need healing. Jesus is that doctor. Only he can save. Only he can heal our broken hearts. Have you asked Jesus to heal you? from the disease of sin? Have you put your trust? Do you trust him for everything, all your life? Or are you holding something back? Now is as good a time as any to let go. Ask Jesus to come into your life. Ask him to show you where you need to repent, to turn around, where, to show you where you need forgiveness and how to trust him fully. Let go, believe, trust and live as God always intended you to live. There's one thing I've omitted to tell you about Levi. Did it on purpose, left it to the last minute. He had his name changed, or possibly he used Levi as a pseudonym. Levi is Matthew. Matthew is Levi, the author of Matthew's Gospel. He changed from a tax collector into the writer of part of the world's bestseller. He was despised, he was hated, he was scum. And yet God chose him. He followed. He left his old life and followed. He introduced Jesus to his friends, his colleagues and neighbours and came alive with God. No matter where you are from, no matter what you are going through, no matter what people say about you, no matter what you do, no matter if you're considered scum, following Jesus, being one of his disciples is the best thing you could ever do, just as Levi discovered. Don't put it off. Jesus is asking you, follow me. What is your response?
This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.